1: Welcome to the RotoWire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Friday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh HayesFS. The RotoWire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so. And don't forget to share and subscribe, Benny. Welcome to another ten game slate for the Friday NBA in DFS.
2: Yeah, I need to uh, I need to hurry up and get back on the horse because I had a pretty good lineup last night over on Fanduel, and I had it in a lot of different things, qualifiers, everything else. Mm -hmm. And then that late Jimmy Butler news came down, and you know on DraftKings it wasn't a problem. I was able to go and swerve off of them and you know get some other guys in my lineup, but. On FanDuel, I basically just burnt money last night. So I need I need another another shout out at it. And even over on DraftKings, it was not a good night because I definitely would not have built the roster I ended up with having all that information at seven o'clock. But by the time I got that information, there were only two games left. There weren't a lot of viable swerves to make and, you know, ways to make things fit in, so Definitely was not
1: a good night for me. Yeah, um, salvaging spot for me too. Actually, after vomiting, not having Steph Curry in my lineup uh, over on fantasy draft was the fact that um, Cousins held his own and uh, and played fairly well. I mean, it, congratulations to everybody who late swapped Etwan Moore or whatever. That was just so insane yeah. that like, really, yeah. I mean, this is like typical things that stuff that happens to the Kings every time. It's like really. Really, Eric Gordon's going to have his best game of the season. Etwan Moore going to have his best game of the season. Ryan Anderson, you know what I mean? Just like over and over, <laughs>
2: the oh, season or his career. I think that might have been the best game of his career. Let's... Yeah, I know, I know, right? It's like,
1: oh yeah, it's like it's almost like it doesn't matter. That Jimmy Butler's not there, so of course they shouldn't win that game. So yeah, um, a little bit frustrating from a you know Kings fan perspective, but definitely not frustrating from a DFS perspective because you know when you when we have somebody like Russell Westbrook make it all go away (laughs) when um you didn't have the exposure to john wall or to steph curry and you're like whew thank goodness i had the, the, the monstrous of most monstrous triple doubles uh in our lineup so that was the basically the key to you know uh Caching everything uh for all the action that we had on fantasy draft all right let's go ahead and get started here i think you know what what i need to do benny is just um do a quick disclaimer for every show is that we record 36 hours in advance and a lot of people you already know this so Apologies for reiterating that for everybody who's been a loyal listener, but there are new listeners coming in all the time. And we do get that as a regular question um, because, you know, like for yesterday's pod, Kemba Walker was a popular play that we talked about. And obviously, you know, he made none of our lineups. We, we you know, um, swerved off of that. Jeremy Lin was, you know, congratulations to whoever, whoever played Jeremy Lin, who was also a nice cheap uh, value option. Uh, yeah, but just keep keep that in mind. If you're listening to this podcast and you hear somebody that's been scratching your like do these guys even know what's going on here? You know, um, yeah, we record 36 hours in advance so you can get your research started as soon as possible. When, when lineups lock at 4 PM West coast time, you can, Fire up this podcast, take a look at the prices that are fresh, and start building some rosters with uh, the information that we provide for you. And all you have to do is make sure you don't play any injured guys. So, so we'll do our part to get you ready early, and you do your part by, um, you know, checking out those injuries throughout the day. That's it's a it's a shared experience for us to win some cash together. So, apologies if you, if you do hear somebody like Kevin Walker, for example, that we, you know, discuss at it for any length of time. But we're trying to provide this, do something else that nobody else in the industry does, which gives you a podcast. A, a day in advance. No one else does this in the industry, period. So we're um, we are, we're trying to be forward-thinking for your benefit and for ours. All right, let's go ahead and uh, jump right in. 20, 20 teams in action. we got some, some some good plays. we got some value options as, as well, and we'll start it off like we always do here uh, at the point guard position.
2: Yeah, I don't really love a lot of the point guards on the slate today um, or, or the spots that they're in. I think the guy who... Stands out the most to me is right at the top with John Wall, um, who I'm going to be paying up for a little bit against that Philly team. As long as Philly doesn't get blown out, this should be a great game for Wall. Um, Philly's been giving up a lot of points to guards all season. Washington plays at a fast pace. I think Philly will try to play pretty fast as well to to match them. Um, like I said, my biggest concern is that Washington may open up the score a little bit in this one. But as long as this game stays close, I think John Wall is probably in for a 50 fantasy point game and um, you know could have a chance at a, at a triple-double here. So he's my number one option on the day.
1: I like that call there as well. And speaking of Kemba Walker, if he gets scratched once again, I think you definitely need to look at getting some exposure to Jeremy Lin as well. He just went Sanity on Cleveland. This is how you know Sanity was not like a movie in an actual real thing. OK, because <laughs> he just he turned back the clock with 24 and eight with five rebounds against the Cleveland Cavaliers in a, in a game that they couldn't even climb back into in the fourth quarter, which was insane. He was a large part of that. So, you know, if you're, t- you're talking about the discount that you have available to him, which is super cheap at, you know, 50 in the fifty five hundred range uh, for Friday's action, uh, he's going to be as good of a play that you, as you can probably make uh, for uh, Friday's action there as well now aside from that too you know we know that we can always sort of attack cleveland uh, at the point guard position with Kyle <laughs> and so for cash games at least i think i'm okay with isaiah thomas the price is um uh, re- actually gotten a little bit more reasonable he, he did touch 8k there for a little bit there in the middle of january and now he's down to 7500 but he's uh, uh, i mean the floor starts at about 35 fancy points and he's got definitely got 40 point upside and, you know, um, like, like we said, Kyrie Irving is a guy that you can uh, definitely attack. So I like that there as well. And the one thing I, I will also say here, too, I and mean, we've been saying this over and over, is that, you know, Chris Paul has been pretty trustworthy uh, overall for, for for an overall floor. I definitely like John Wall um, more. Uh, but for some reason, if you're, you're tra- trying to create a little bit of a different lineup, uh, I do, uh, in fact, like uh, going with Chris Paul against Orlando and El- Alpha Payton defense. Uh, so he's been a guy who's been sort of limited um, in, in terms of minutes uh, overall this season for ineffectiveness or because they've had some very good play off the bench. And we can talk about Mario Hozana when we get to the shooting guard position for GPPs. But Orlando is, you know, seventh worst overall uh, in the NBA in the season in fancy points allowed to opposing point guards. And so there's there's a very good spot. Chris Paul, we know the usage has to be high. Because they are sort of limited in what they can do offensively with, uh, you know, Blake Griffin and every, and everybody else that they have uh, injury-wise having issues. So, those are the uh, couple of guys that I'm looking for. Anybody else that you want to sort of uh, touch on before we uh, flip the page to the twos?
2: Yeah, the one other guy I, I really liked the Jeremy Lin call. I actually had a little bit of him last night and was was incredibly happy with the return I got on him. Um, the other guy who I actually swerved to when Jimmy Butler was out, and again, we don't know if we're going to have Butler for this game or not either, was Derrick Rose, who I know you're not a big fan of, but mm-hmm. only at around $6,000. you know This is a guy that can score. He racks up some assists. You know, they do run a lot of that high pick and roll, so the ball's in his hands a lot. He has a lot of chance to rack up fantasy points. And he's going up against Denver, which is a team that point guards have done well against so far this year. Um, Denver plays at a high pace. Moutier on the other side is not known for great defense. Also a guy who turns the ball over a lot. So the guy who's guarding him, which is likely going to be Rose in this case, you know, has a chance to pick up a few extra steals. And, you know, as we know, those steals and blocks, two points each, they can add up to a lot of fantasy points real quick. So I think I'm going to have some Derrick Rose exposure as well.
1: All right, fair enough. Um, I I sort of feel the way about Derek Rose, how do you feel about Brow. Um, But you know what? He is coming off a solid game, and the matchup is uh, very, very smart against uh, Emmanuel Moudier. So I'm definitely not going to fault you there. Um, You know, he's a Tier 2 GPP play for me as well. Um, You know, and and aside from that, sliding a little bit down forward, I think if you watch a little bit of that Sacramento game, you can sort of tell that Rajon Rondo is not completely healthy. Um, Yeah. And... That's why I left
2: him off the list. He actually has what would be a pretty good matchup, but I just I don't trust him right now.
1: Yeah, Darren Carlson um, played twenty four minutes and, uh, oh sorry, only played thirty minutes in this game, and you know didn't do a ton of assisting or anything else like that, but did score nineteen point nineteen real life points, and paid off five times the price tag at forty six hundred. So there's a little cheap sneakier option. Uh, sort of like a just handcuffed to Rage on Rondo um, if you're you know getting exposure to to that game uh, in Brooklyn uh, which uh, I think is a good a has has a lot of potential there I will definitely be making room for Cousins and Cash against uh, that lineup so we'll we'll talk about that as we move forward but first we got to talk about the shooting guard position here and uh, what you want to do here uh, with uh, so, some big boys that are available for the Friday February so slate at the two
2: Yeah, I'm not really liking a lot up towards the top end of it. Um, You know, Dwayne Wade against Charlotte, that's a little bit of a slower matchup. We don't know who's going to be guarding him. You know, if Batum is back, that could be a tough matchup for him. Uh, Jimmy Butler is injured, so we don't know if he's going to be playing or not. And even if he does play, we don't know if he's going to be seeing his full minutes. I would like him in that matchup against Denver if I knew he was fine. But again, right now, we don't really know. Um, Chris Middleton against Utah, not a matchup I really want to mess with. Middleton's getting kind of expensive too. So you're really left with guys like, you know, Monta Ellis, who's got a decent matchup against Kyle Corver with Atlanta. You're left with like Will Barton going up against Chicago. He's been seeing a few more minutes. Um, Rodney Hood, who had a horrible game last time, but, you know, had been good for about two straight weeks before that. You know, those are really the guys you're looking at. So none of that really excites me either. What I What I basically come down to... At the shooting guard spot for myself. Um, Victor Oladipo's playing a few more minutes lately. Yeah. Last yeah, last two games he's gotten 35 and 40 minutes. Um, had 37 real life points in the last game. He gets a couple rebounds for you, a couple assists. He can get you some of those defensive stats as well. So I think if I'm spending up, which isn't even really spending up, I mean he's only he was sixty five hundred the last time out. Oladipo's probably the guy I'm targeting. And then if Jimmy Butler is out. You know the guy who is the cheap salary saver that I think people are going to use is going to be Etwan Moore again. You know I'm not expecting him to put up another what did he have 40 fantasy points last night against Sacramento, but if he stays below four thousand dollars and can get you 25 to 30, you know you can't be upset with that. That's that's solid value. So for me, it's probably Oladipo or Etwan Moore, um, which is really the only way I see it. I, I don't really love the shooting guard spot at all.
1: Yeah, I, for me, that's a, a situation that's um, going to be going to start and end with me personally at uh, with uh, Victor Depot going against J.J. Reddick and Jamal Crawford defense. So I'm actually pretty excited about that hit. Um, essentially, I think his best game, or well, second best game of the season, there. He did triple double there in the second game of the season, but he goes for thirty-seven and seven here. So it was a monster performance. Before that, um, that was eight point eight times value, by the way. Before that, he went for forty-one fantasy points and six point four times value. And he ha- has known to a streak, be a streaky player, so I am um, interested in getting some shares of him overall. The other guy I, I definitely want to mention here as well is uh, Mario Hazonia, as I touched on here, getting some pretty consistent minutes off the bench. Actually. Um, Only played 20 minutes in this Oklahoma City game, but did, you know, went for 16 and and four with four trays as well. So he has been known, like we've been talking, you know, out there in the preseason and on the season long uh, version of uh, our podcast, the Fantasy Basketball uh, podcast for Rotor Wire. A guy who's has done a ton of scoring in the Euro league. And so if he's going to get consistent six man minutes, at least in GPPs, I think you should be taking a look at potentially getting some exposure. And this is another game, like you said, you know, um, against the LA Clippers where you don't have to worry about anybody playing defense at the two when it's JJ Redick. It's when it's not JJ Redick, it's uh, Austin rivers or, or Jamal Crawford. And you're excited about all those options defensively. So uh, those are the the way I'm, I'm going to be looking to set my lineups, uh, there as well. And then if you know, if you know that Jimmy Butler, um, doesn't play. By the way, you can, you can take another flyer on Etan Moore. I don't, don't expect the eleven and a half X that you got against Sacramento, but you know if he's going to, he's actually played, uh, you know, twenty-seven to 36, 37 minutes there in uh, four straight games, and has been very cheap there. We were talking about thirty-six hundred as a as a price tag uh, for him. So you really don't need too much. Uh, Twenty points is f- more than enough for uh, six and a half X. Um, in that particular spot. So you can, be, you can really open your your lineup up salary-wise uh, if you play Eton more, more and he's able to do half of what he did against Sacramento. All right, uh, before we move on to the small forward position, we have to let you know that we have the rotowire.com uh, 10-day free trial still going on for you, all of you who want to take advantage of uh, a lot of great information that we have coming available. We have a ton of um, premium articles and information available for fantasy baseball coming up here. Uh, we've got all the tools that you love for fantasy, basketball going on, optimizers for all the major sports. there. MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer. And those optimizers are available for eight different DFS sites, customizable league projections, up to the mid-depth charts. You can take advantage of rotowire.com pod. Get you the 10-day free trial. Let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. You will definitely enjoy and even if you sign up and you have a problem let me know as well and i'll we'll try to address it as best as possible we're always trying to improve and add things to our premium product and we'd love to get feedback from you and you can do so with a 10-day free trial at slash pod all right let's talk talking of slash we're talk let's talk about slashers at the small forward position here benny and talk about who you are rolling into your lineup here for friday
2: yeah i think where i can afford to spend up um in cash games i am gonna have some lebron james Uh, We talked last time about how they're playing at a little bit of a faster pace. And the little faster pace that they're playing at, you know, it's something that benefits him. They put up, they were averaging about 115 points a game for the five games that they played before they lost to Charlotte, which didn't make much sense to me. They lost to Charlotte without Kemba, and I'm still trying to figure out how that happened. Um, But basically, you've gotten like 50 to, you know, 45 to 55 fantasy points out of LeBron. And his price is a tad below 10K. So for me, that says, you know, consistency, cash game, safety, a guy that can get you 5X if you want to go there. Now, coming down from him, though, a lot of these other high-priced options I'm not really a big fan of. Not on Paul George. You know, Gordon Hayward has actually struggled a little bit lately, and I think they're back to playing at a slower pace. So until his price comes down a little bit, I'm not really going to be on him. You know, Carmelo against Memphis, no thanks. You know, Rudy Gay with everybody healthy, you know, priced up is not somebody I want to go to. So I wind up down on guys like Aaron Gordon, um, power forward now, starting for Orlando, going up against the L.A. Clippers. As long as, you know, Blake Griffin is still out, the Clippers have basically just been rolling a whole ton of guys at that spot. So I think Gordon is going to be more athletic than whatever, you know, former all-star they decide to throw out there at at the power forward spot on this day. Um, And then the other guy that I like a little bit is Robert Covington. Uh, He's in a paced-up game going up against Washington. You know, we know Washington plays fast. He plays the small forward spot, meaning he's going to see some auto quarter defense on the other side. Um, So I think this could be a game that Covington goes to the upside as well. So for tournaments, I'm probably going to be looking at like Covington and Gordon as the guys I roll out there the most. And for cash games, if I can afford to, I have no problem spending up on LeBron.
1: Yeah, uh, I think there's some some different uh, different ways you you can sort of slice this pie uh, overall that make it uh, very interesting. Uh, for me, I think that uh, I I am looking at Aaron Gordon. Uh, for the slate here, because it, this should be a good spot for him matched up. Uh, whether or not you you're, you you like the three or or the four, I'm willing to throw out the game against the OKC. They really this isn't really the type of game, but you want you know exp- you would have wanted exposure to Aaron Gordon with, with the high-paced game where there's just a ton of shooting and um, you know less um, importance you know stressed on things that happen in the paint. And Aaron Gordon is uh, essentially a power forward. So you want him to have matchups like, you know, the Boston Celtics and the San Antonio Spurs, which is a little bit more slow down pace. And he can do what he does best, which is, you know, rebound and defend. Um, and, you know, you don't really need to do as much of that when the ball is, you know, being, you know, launched, you know, with full court passes and, you know, endless jumpers out there. So Aaron Gordon, for me, against the LA Clip, I think he can do some serious damage. And you should definitely not see any sort of price increase that, that you have seen over the past, you know, two weeks, which jumped from 42 to 5400 So I think he's a nice, safe double-double that you can sort of put into your uh, small forward position, uh, even though he is a four. Uh, And then the other uh, guy that I'm sort of taking a look at here is um, actually Joe Johnson. Call me crazy, but, you know, like we said, Sacramento is a spot that you always want to attack at at the shooting guard position. Maybe you limit him to GPP only because some of these game logs have been sort of ugly. But, you know, he had one of his uh, better games in, in quite some time here against the Indiana Pacers. And another spot that you always like targeting, which is uh, Monte Ellis defense in Indiana. He did some damage them uh, against them on uh, February 3rd. They're with twenty four uh 20 points, 4 trades, 4 rebounds,
2: and 9 assists, yeah. uh, believe it or not. You know- It was funny. I was actually when you were done giving your picks, one of the guys I was going to say, "How did you? How do you think we should be handling Joe Johnson?" was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you.
1: Yeah, I'm even fine leaving him available in cash games because you you know he's just done uh, so much damage uh, against some of these you know uh, bum crushers. And you can call the Sacramento Kings that you know I'm fine with that because you know they they have a sub 500 record and they've always had problem defending uh, the. Uh, small forward position, totally fine if, if that's the
2: okay. uh, route that you want to go. Now, now, I was going to say there's one other guy I wanted to throw out there that I forgot about. Um, how do you feel about MKG today against Miami? And you know that his price is going to start coming up. So how much do you – I guess the question is really how much do you think we can still pay – for mkg in a, in a tough matchup against miami
1: um that's a good question too because i just actually flipped the page because i was expecting somebody to be available at power forward at uh, small forward that's not but you know okay let, let let's uh, let's just go through this the way we normally construct this for okay first of all in the last three games back the first thing we always look for is minutes and this is actually a nice exercise as, ha- as to how we evaluate you and i both evaluate players always mm-hmm. that's the first thing i always look at okay where are the minutes at the minutes are are as good as they can be, okay? He's actually played the most minutes, 37 minutes, yeah. and he and he double-doubled doubled in the toughest matchup he's had so far this season uh, against the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James' defense, okay? Mm-hmm. So those are all pluses. So now you're saying, okay, essentially, don't have to worry too much about the production because he's producing against everybody and he's getting the minutes. The minutes are actually going up. So he's two for two. in in terms of my evaluation. Now, the next thing I take a look at is, like, where do I think, um, based on the matchup and based on what he's produced, where his price will be for Friday, which is what requires guesswork for us, won't require guesswork for you when you're listening to this, but uh, chances are he may get some sort of bump. The price definitely shouldn't be going down when he produces at 6.2x against Mm -hmm. Cleveland. So we take a look at uh, what we have available in terms of price, uh, Michael K. Grissom against Miami We're to, the last price finished up at 4500 and she still should be below 5K. so I think he's still definitely going to be viable and probably going to be a, a spot where I wouldn't mind playing as a number two power forward if I don't play Aaron Gordon and I think he has more overall upside than Aaron Gordon because he's a better scorer Okay, so there there's that piece of that too. And then the last thing I always want to check too is, you know, if the matchup is truly elite in terms of defense, which I don't think it is against Miami. Um mm-hmm. it's middle of the road. They're about 15th without even counting the numbers. Okay. So then, you know what? Now that I know that they're middle of the pack defensively, um he's I'm fine for cash and I'm fine for GPP. If it was like a tough like top five defensive matchup in terms of fancy points allowed to small forwards, I would say, all right, maybe I need to limit my action to GPPs because there's, you know, between Miami playing snail ball and the good defense that they, they might've played, which they don't because it's Luwalding we've talked about how little ding is just not the same player anymore. Then I would say, okay, uh, maybe I just keep them limited to GPPs, but it looks like to me, it's, a, it's not all around fantastic value option. Uh, so we should probably be having a lot of exposure for friday
2: yeah i have him probably somewhere between like 26 and 32 fantasy points Mm -hmm. so if i a home run from for the price if it stays below 5k yeah like that's why i'm pretty much figuring if i can get him at below like 5300 that's probably where i would have like you know no problem just pulling the trigger and putting him in there because if he gets me At 5,300, if he gets me the 26, that's the 5X I need for the downside. And if he gets me the 32, which is what I have him as, like, the the high range of his ceiling, um, not even his ceiling, just, like, the high range of his average, basically, um, he's going to get me 6X. So I think that, you know, around, like, 5,300, if he's below that, I think he's a great play. If he's there, I think he's, like, reasonably priced. If he gets, like, above 56 to, like, 6,000 for some huge jump or something... That's when I'd be like, all right, I don't know if I can play this guy still.
1: All right, fair enough. Uh, I I think that's a a great way to sort of slice it one way or the other. Um, Last thing I want to say, too, is I I actually expected Bellinelli to be small forward eligible, but he's not on DraftKings. He's actually listed as a two, which is fine. So I think we want to quickly mention him. He's actually started in the last two games, and he's paid off um, six and a half times the price tag or better in three out of the past uh, five or four games, I guess. He didn't play against Memphis, so we'll throw that game out. Um, but Ben McAmore was not healthy, but he was healthy for the last game against Chicago. So the the two starts go, that's why he started. The second one was like, well, Bellinelli's kind of rolling now, so we'll give him another shot. And he went 7-14, you know, and uh, hit three trays uh, along with uh, three steals. So, I mean, we're talking about 28, 26 to 32 fancy points is basically you're looking at the range at the 4300 dollars price tag. The price tag probably goes up, but it's probably still below 5K. And so I definitely like him as a cheaper option at the two as well. So just wanted to flip back to that really quick before we uh, move forward to power forward, and we can do that right now here. Uh, Demarcus Cousins is going to be lock chalk for me. No problem at all playing that guy. The only question uh, for me for me to you is is who else makes this roster if you're not rostering Cousins.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you, you know, obviously Cousins is, is the top of the list, and I think you want to try to get him in there. We've given you enough value at some of the other spots to make it work. But I think this is a day where, you know, obviously if you're playing on FanDuel, you need two power forwards anyway. But even on DraftKings, there's two or three guys that I want in my roster here. Uh, Kevin Love is one of them. You know, he's playing a lot better with this up-tempo style. They're making more of an effort to get him the ball. He's playing like 34, 35 minutes a game. Uh, double doubles in three of his last four is averaging around 20 points over his last five has gone last five games. He hasn't given you less than five X and he's hit six X and seven X in that game and, and three of those five as well. So he's given you upside. He's given you consistency. Like we said, they're, they're playing faster. They're scoring more points. He's becoming a bigger focal point on the offensive end of the floor. So I like Kevin Love as a guy you can pay up for like 7,500 on DraftKings. Um, I also really like Derek Favors. I talked about this guy the last two times, and, you know, he's gone out and given us 5X, 4.5X, and 6X in his last three. His price when he was healthy was closer to 76, 78, just like Kevin Loves was. He's down now at about $7,000 because he's, you know, basically five games back from injury. Decent matchup against Milwaukee. He'll be going up against Jabari Parker, who's not the same kind of, you know, power forward that he is so he should be able to dominate in that matchup so I think I'm spending up here at power forward cousins love and favors are going to be the three guys that I'm rolling in a lot of my rosters
1: yeah I think those make a lot of sense some great bigger bigger priced options that uh, all uh, make a good amount of sense uh, overall. Uh, the only th- thing I'm sort of looking at here is you know, um, we no longer can play Amari Sotomayor I think as long as on Whiteside is back in the lineup so we sort of lost that little nice cheap uh, cheat code option so that's something to, to take note of and uh, make mention about. And Jabari Parker who had been in a good spot overall is an absolute fade there, there as well against Utah um, and, and the Twin Towers defense. So there we there we sort of kind of have to take away two guys that uh, we trusted as cheap options, and this is all all the reason why it makes more and more sense to pay up. I yeah. think uh, for Friday so for some of the big boys. Let me
2: let me throw two names at you. I wanted to get your opinion on because I'm I'm on the fence about one, and the other guy I do really like. Um, the guy I really like is actually Marvin Williams, even mm-hmm. though it's a tougher matchup against Miami.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then the other guy who I think a lot of people got burned by the other day. Is Jordan Hill with Atlanta if Jan Mahimi is out again?
1: Yeah, Jan Mahini. I mean, Jordan Hill is only um, GPP eligible for me, and I hate the matchup against Atlanta. Although Paul Millsap has been a guy that just really hasn't been the same since he's had that death in the family. Uh, overall, mm-hmm. you know, this is a guy who's been super trustworthy in terms of cash, and he's been absolutely like you know. Not terrible, but really, like, you know, 3x is what you could, 3 to 3.5x is the best you can expect. So you could just tell he's just not the same player for whatever reason. And maybe I think his, the personal issues are actually really affecting him on the floor. So maybe that gives you a little bit of an arrow up on, you know, that potential matchup uh, with uh, Jordan Hill. But I would, I, I don't trust him. Trust, um, uh, jordan hill enough to play him outside of gpps because we all know that you know the uh atlanta hawks overall play pretty pretty good defense now on the other side of that too i like marvin williams um because he's been a focal point of the offense especially if they miss kimba his arrow goes up and chris bosh is a guy who doesn't really want to play a lot of interior defense so there's that good, that spot too and i actually like chris bosh too for the same reason uh, because he's going to have like, you know, Marvin Williams slash Kaminsky or whoever um, in those spots. Uh, he hasn't been, you know, doing a ton of damage on uh, overall, but it's been a pretty consistent score. So I, I'm probably going to swerve off of Bosch uh, overall, because you can either pay all the way up to the top and cousins or go back down into, in, into the value town with some of these other options uh, that we mentioned. So, um, yeah, but I, I've, I'm actually would probably prefer Marvin Williams over Chris Bosch when just, you know, come to think of it uh, right now. Uh, you know, since we're we're sort of talking it out power forward to me i'm just not in love with a lot of the top players overall so i think just you know there's just going to be a lot of exposure from me to uh cousins and to a lesser, lesser extent uh kevin love uh, and then uh, i will you know sort of um pay down it in, in some in some other spots because everybody who has been you know playing pretty well overall hasn't um doesn't have the best of defensive matchups or haven't been meeting um, value overall. I think you do need to take a look at your boy, Derek favors, um, you know, at the, as long as his price hangs around, hangs below or around the seven K range, once again, against Milwaukee and Jabari Parker defense, that's something I definitely prefer um, mm-hmm. uh, for the, for the Friday slate uh, because, you know, we know that Jabari Parker is not a four and we know that greg monroe is not a five so however you shake that up there derek favors is going to be in, in a very good spot in terms of his ability to, to produce a, a double double and you know we're talking about 30 34 and 41 fancy points in the past three games and he's played 34 minutes or more in all those spots and an average of just above 5x being paid off so not a huge gpp guy but a very safe cash game play if you need to pay down below cousins in love Alright, Power Forward is wrapped up and before we get into the center position for uh, Friday's action there, we have to let all the business owners know that if you need a website why not do it yourself here with Wix.com So no matter what business you're in Wix has something for you, used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix makes it easy to get your website live today You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful you can do it yourself with wix.com wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day so when you're running your own business you're bound to be busy too busy to be worrying about the budget the scheduling appointments or building a website for your business and because you're too busy it has to be easy and that's where wix.com comes in with wix.com it's easy and free so go to wix.com to create your own website today the results will be stunning All right, let's go ahead and talk about who's going to be manning the pivot for you for Friday's action.
2: Yeah, I actually have two guys that I'm going to roll on a lot of lineups. Two guys I've been rolling with a lot lately. Mm -hmm. Um, The guy I'll spend up on is going to be Brooke Lopez against Sacramento. We know that he's a huge part of that offense. We know that this is going to be a fast-paced game. Um, You know, again, he'd probably see a little bit of Boogie Cousins defense, which, you know, Boogie doesn't play a lot of defense. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein's a tougher matchup on that side, but still, I mean, Lopez has put up, you know, in his last six games, he's gone for 53, 56, 62, 29 was the bad game, 42, and 38. His price is about 7500 so you need about 42 fantasy points out of him, and, you know, that's something that he's very capable of getting here. He has upside um, anywhere above, like, 36 or 37 fantasy points, and he's been playing well above that lately. 30 uh, something minutes, you know, getting 25, 27, 33, 21 points, uh, you know, right around 10 rebounds. The big thing for him is hitting a double double bonus. Like, if he hits the double double, he's not a huge rebounder. He's not a guy that gets you 14 or 15. But if he gets you 10 rebounds to go along with the, you know, 24, 25 points and the other stats that he adds in, you know, he can get you a 50 point game pretty easily. So if I'm spending up on anybody, it's Brooke Lopez, and then. Um, on a site like DraftKings where I can roll two centers, I still love Nikola Djokic. Um, You know, he's going up against Chicago, which is a pretty good matchup. I'm willing to throw away the last game because they went up against Utah, and that's a really tough matchup for anybody. He still managed to put up, you know, 26 fantasy points, still played the same 30 minutes or so, so I think that's safe. And in five of the six games before that game against Utah, he had 53, 43, 38, 39, and 38 fantasy points with uh, only one bad game thrown in there against Boston with 20. So where I can spend up, I'm going Brook Lopez. Where I need to save a little bit, I'm perfectly fine going Nikola Jokic. And anywhere I can roll out two of them, like a DraftKings or a Fantasy Aces or a Fantasy Draft, they're probably both going to be in my lineup.
1: Yeah, I think that um, I have a little bit of concerns about Brooke Lopez uh, overall. I mean, I know that's, you know, the Sacramento Kings is a team that you can always attack. But if you take a look at what, what, what Paul Gold did, which is, I think, is a, a, a fine baseline. He did fine, you know, 16 and 13 with uh, four assists and two steals, which is, I mean, you don't expect the assists um, from Brooke Lopez. But, you know, uh, I always worry about DeMarcus Cousins getting the opposing center in foul trouble because that's what he loves to do. And he plays so aggressively. And Brooke Lopez is not a good defender. He's a, a non-plus defender. So I have a little bit more concerns than you do um, in that spot. I think it's an okay play. I don't think it's a great play for, for now. Me.
2: Do you, now how do you, but how do you think the Nets are going to match up with them? Because I actually feel like they're going to put that on them. I that's a much better defender.
1: I don't think that. Uh... I, I do not think that that will be matched up on Demarcus Cousins because Demarcus Cousins, he, I don't think that is big enough. He's he's tall and 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 lengthy, but you know if you don't have like a good amount of size against Demarcus Cousins, he will straight up bully you. This is sort of how like remember we had this discussion about like defensive matchups with the the last time who did we talk about against Sacramento. Um, and we were, you were asking me if somebody else was like the four was going to be on him. They almost never put the four, even if he's a better defender, um, or, um, maybe it was Ryan Anderson or whoever we were talking about. I forget with, uh, the New Orleans Hornets, they always mm-hmm. almost end up putting the biggest guy possible because he's such a, a bully, uh, in terms of, you know, being on the inside and Brooke Lopez is actually bigger than DeMarcus Cousins. So I think that's going to be the matchup. And I think he's going to be in a little bit of trouble for me personally. So that's how I have that shaking out. Um, I think it's going to be Willie Cauley Stein versus, um, you know, um, who are we just talking about? Thad Young. Thad we'll, Young will be the matchup for, uh, primarily overall. That's how I have that. Uh, that's my prediction. Now, uh, um, aside from that, I think there's we we got to use some of your cheat codes here that have been uh, pretty pretty successful overall. Over. And we're talking about Nikola Jokic, um, who uh, is you know it's funny to say here, but like 26 fantasy points was a down game for him, which yeah. you wouldn't have said that to like, you know, 10 days ago. Um, but, you know, he had that big string of games and then, you know what actually, I actually am cons- uh, encouraged by the fact that he scored 26 um, against the Utah jazz. Cause that's to me, maybe the toughest defensive front line in the NBA junior- yep. be- between the two for him to still play 37 minutes and you be trusted to do um, what he did. Um, um was encouraging to me overall so uh he's you know, um sorry he played 29 minutes there and um I, the, the matchup in, gets immensely better against chicago which you know had to, has a um you know pagusol who's not the, the best defender he's not a, a terrible defender but not the best defender in the world and taj gibson who's a little bit smaller of a matchup so i like that i'm gonna get exposure to miles turner uh there as well al horford for whatever reason i don't know what to say about this or you know but like has not been producing well and it's been Rebounding like a guard. Take a look at these rebounding numbers for Al Horford over the past four games: six, four, four, and four. What is going on? What is happening? You're playing guys who have, you know, legitimate people. Um, in the paint and, you know, the Indiana Pacers, Miles Turner, um, you know, uh, Miami. And then you, w- the one game where he should have crushed and they blew him out, uh, they blew them out. He didn't do anything in, you know, and he played 22 minutes with the Philadelphia 76ers. So just like, I, I think you actually have to start targeting the center position on the other side because I don't know what's happening with Al Horford or, or Paul Millsap, but other teams are are the ones doing the damage. So I'll definitely get some exposure to, to Miles Turner in that spot. And then like on a, you know, a little bit of a home run, Uh, level there as well if you want you you, you know you feel decent about like Frank Kaminsky or some or Spencer Haas some of those guys I'm okay with those plays I don't love those plays personally I'll probably I would probably you know trust uh, Marcin Gortat against Philly before uh, I made you know some of those uh, other options and Gortat has been okay 20 to 30 fancy points but he has been known to sort of do more damage in bump crusher situations uh so like against portland where he scored 36 fancy points with 16 and 13 and two blocks i think that's something about reasonable that they can expect to do uh against the Philadelphia 76ers anybody else you want to mention before we run out of here at the center position
2: no i mean you know there's a lot of guys whose names we talk about a lot like a guy like zaza who's usually pretty safe but it's a tough matchup with san antonio you know, even, like, Miles Turner against Atlanta is an, is an okay play. But my problem comes down to they're all the same price. There's basically two tiers of pricing. And the guys up in the top, like Gasol and Vucevic and Jordan and all them, you know, I prefer Brook Lopez to those other guys. And then when you come down to, like, that 6 k price range where you're around guys like Jokic and Turner and Horford and, uh, you know, Greg Monroe, you know, I just prefer Jokic to all those guys. So for me... Those are the two that I'm going to be rolling, you know, at the top and at the bottom. And I'm not really messing around with much else
1: so for me um, I think that th- we've sufficiently covered a-, a lot of the options and you have some uh, w- with this 20 game slate you're going to have a lot of flexibility you can build a, a completely cash game safe lineup and have a completely different lineup for GPPs and both have um, lineups who definitely can make you some cash uh, there at Josh Hayes F- FS um, or uh, in your lineup so don't forget to send me a message on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS and send Benny a, a message on Twitter uh, at Benny r 11 we always love hearing about your your lineup questions or your lineup plays and we appreciate uh, the people who who sent us Twitter, like um, uh, one of our followers on Twitter, who sent us the message uh, showing us that he uh, listened to the podcast and, and in cash in and like almost every quintuple up on, on Fando, which is awesome. So uh, shout out to him and uh, thanks for listening. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, don't forget. You can check out the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and subscribe to uh, at Rotowire on Twitter for all your fantasy DFS and season long needs. Uh, thanks for listening. And we'll be back here with the Saturday edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast for your consumption tomorrow.